0: Don Henley, man, is he right, folks. End of the innocence. I think people don't realize how bad this can get. I really don't. And again, I'm not one of those trauma queens. I, My loved ones, my own family members, my friends, I'm constantly saying stop, smile, be happy. Because... You just can't live your life walking around every day worrying something horrible is going to happen. You may as well be dead. It's no way to live. Anxious and nervous and angry. can't do that. But I may walk around with a smile, but I'm not stupid. And this is not just a bunch of bad people who did some bad things, as my brother-in-law said last night. That's really narrow-minded and stupid. This is a world effort, and I thought the mayor did great just now, and I know you're gonna, I'm going to go to Facebook and Instagram, and Sid, you're a pussy, and God, you disappointed me, and well, you're just a jerk off if you write that. He's the mayor of New York City. He, he's not Bill de Blasio. He deserves at least a modicum of respect, and the idea is to get him back here, and I am friendly with the guy, so I'm not, I'm not out here to kill him. I'm sorry if you guys wanted blood from the mayor. You're not going to get it. But guess what? With all your stupid, angry posts and comments, you're going to be here tomorrow again and every day because this is the best show in New York, and it's not even close. And I get the mayor, so you can yell and scream about how much you hate him. But I thought he was good today. Now, now, I disagree with him. I told him ICE is the front line. He said, no, it's not. It's the NYPD. That's fine. I also believe they are here. If he was to ask me, for example, if I was on WBLS and it was his show and the mayor said, Sid, what do you think? I say, they're here. They're all here. And again, I'm not doing this to frighten people, make you nervous, kids out there. Go live your life, but they're here. How can they not be? I saw a list of nine terrorist countries, and I say terrorist countries. I'm not labeling the whole country. I'm saying haven for terrorists that. At one point, Donald Trump, our best president, actually had a travel ban. Nobody died, of course. He did a great job. But no, no, he was an Islamophobe and a racist and a bad guy. And you know what? You can call me all those things, too. If I keep people safe, I'll be happy. I'll be happy to wear all of those. Truth is, Donald Trump did a great job with this administration. They're they're, they're putting us all out there like sitting ducks. They're here now. Could they orchestrate an effort like we've seen here before, or in Israel? I, that I don't know. I'm not, not a intelligence guy. I don't know. But it's you'd have to be a moron to think with the thousands and thousands and thousands of people that have entered this country illegally. And again, I disagree with the mayor. None of them have been vetted. Not any of them. You know. Not the mayor's fault, but the vetting is, hey, what's your name? Hey, what are you coming here for? Hey, good luck. It's not vetting. We have no idea who these people are. The ones that are, quote, unquote, vetted are not vetted. And there are thousands who just come in illegally. So if you would have asked me the same question, I would have said, yeah, they're here. Now I'll put my faith and trust in the NYPD and ICE and the FBI and these other folks to keep us safe, because the truth is, dating back to 9-11, they thwarted a ton of events. You remember that white truck parked on, I believe, 42nd Street, Times Square. You remember that, Noam. And they were about to do some real serious damage. We thwarted that. How many times the border from Canada, from Seattle, do we stop these folks? You have to believe that's going to be the case. But to say this is just uh, a couple of bad people—these are bad people who did bad things. Man, you are not paying attention. You know, Long Island is all over the news today. this uh, uh, what's the latest here with George Santos? What's his deal today? Uh, you know, up on new charges. Uh, apparently, he was using people who had donated to his campaign. He took their credit cards and what? Bought, yeah, he took the information from the stop the, it. No. The accusation is is they used the credit cards for other items and you know obviously without their permission. And he actually stole like their ID like he he, he basically assumed the their name, uh, the names and stuff. Did I see that? Yeah, well, you know, they pass over, you know, you pass over your information when you're giving money to a campaign and he used that information apparently to buy other stuff. <laughs> he says, now "You remember this uh Pussy Tom Swazi came on a couple of years ago with me and Bernie?" God rest Bernie's soul, and he admitted that Ron DeSantis' parental act was terrific and that little kid should not be taught sex by blue-haired, earring noses teachers. And then he got a whole bunch of help from the Democrat Party, and three days later said what I said with Sid was inartful. You remember all that? Yeah, I do. So he's a pussy, and now he's running uh, to take that seat back. Yeah. And he should never get it, just for what he said with me and Bernie. But a guy that knows them well is, as far as I'm concerned, one of the two best politicians locally in my lifetime, along with Rudy Giuliani, long-time congressman out of Long Island, Homeland Security, my dear friend Peter King. Peter, good morning, buddy. How are you?
1: That's it. I'm doing fine. You know, the world is in the terrible shape. What's happening in Israel is absolutely horrendous. It's, uh fact, it's almost so bad that it's hard to appreciate that it's real. I mean, it's almost like a bad movie you're seeing. Uh, uh, in the past, when Israel would have these wars, you know, there would be the individual terror attacks. But it was the Six-Day War, Yom Kippur War. These are wars, armies against armies. This type of attacking kibbutzers and attacking senior citizens, attacking kids at a concert, it's just, uh, again, this goes against all of the uh, uh, accepted mores we had. I mean, you don't expect a lot from Hamas, but even from Hamas, this is absolutely disgraceful what happened. It's uh, To me, it's really changed you know, the way we're going to live, and it's going to have to change the way Israel responds and retaliates against Hamas. You know, if it was just Hamas, if I
0: knew for a fact, and we don't know for a fact anything, really, obviously, but, I mean, yeah, you follow the money, and, you, and you, you know, you're you weeding up things to find out the truth, but if I knew it was just Hamas, then as awful as this was, and it was catastrophically awful, I can live with it, but if you really do your homework here, And you'll start to find out. You will start to find out that Iran's fingerprints are all over this. You've got the Hezbollah in Lebanon. They're all over this. I believe that the rebirth of ISIS and al-Qaeda in Afghanistan after that deadly exit by Joe Biden. I believe they're in this. I believe this is a concerted effort by a lot of countries And a lot of folks, because there's no way a bunch of these ragtag animals were able to go by land, air and sea and get through the Israeli border and do what they did. And to me, that's the scary part is this was not just Hamas. This isn't a big effort, don't you think?
1: Absolutely. I was using Hamas as an example because they're the ones we see right now. There's no doubt in my mind at all that Iran was behind this. Iran is the source of evil in, in the Middle East. And uh, obviously, you know, Hezbollah, they control Hezbollah. Hezbollah is in in Lebanon, but Iran controls them. And also, I know you were talking to uh, Eric Adams about, you know, people here in this country and the city and everything. And apart from the new ones who have come in, I mean, this goes back years ago, and Ray Kelly was the commissioner. Hezbollah is one of the the most powerful terrorist force in the world. And there are many, many known, uh, hopefully known, uh, Hezbollah supporters in New York, in the United States. They're here now. They would claim that they're political, not violent. But I remember, again, back when I was in Congress, the concern was that if something does break out with Iran, that there are a number of Hezbollah operatives in this country ready to act immediately. So uh, I I know Ray Kelly actually caught several of them out here uh, 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 monitoring and scoping out different uh, target sites and everything else. So, now these these are real threats. And ISIS is there. uh, Al-Qaeda is there. And yeah, I I even followed up on this, but I know there were the stories in the papers a few uh, a few weeks ago that uh, they were going to be cutting large percent of the anti-terrorism uh, kind of units. What would be the work, we can possibly make. This is uh, uh, they have to real even when Mr. Adams, I you I not but he was saying and you got to uh, put the
0: put, put Pete uh, on hold because there's a lot of good information there that was uh, broken up because he's, you know, you'd think a uh, congressman of his stature and. Mr. Long Island would have a halfway decent damn cell phone. King. Clearly not the king of T Mobile. Let's get uh, Peter back on here because it sounded like he had some uh, pretty good information there. Pete, you were saying that you're reading the papers and you're going above and beyond some of the terror groups that I mentioned and went back to the Mayor Adams conversation. I'm sorry, can you, can you restate yeah. all that? Yeah. Uh, so- The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the
1: digital dollar report, call 1-800-862-6970, and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money, or just go to digitaldollarreport.com.
0: Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice.
1: Several things. There are reports that there's proposals to cut the NYPD counterterrorism unit in in the uh, budget. And, you know, the mayor was saying how, you know, the the cops with the long guns, they take them away from things like the parade because the parade is a peaceful operation. It is. But it's important to have cops there to show that that parade cannot be attacked. Ray Kelly took this from the Israelis of having these cops with the long guns, having the heavily armed guys going from place to place around the city to send a message that we are ready to strike anytime. So, again, I don't know what their current thinking is, but I wouldn't be so quick to take those units off the street. And again, no one expects anyone in the, same, in the uh, Columbus Day Parade, St. Patrick's Day Parade, the Israeli Day Parade to start trouble. It's the people coming into the parade that you have to worry about, people you know, that you know, might attack it. And as far as Hezbollah, like I was saying before, I don't know if that was cut up or not, Hezbollah uh, has many, many operatives here in the United States. They would claim to be political, but again, going back years ago, Ray Kelly actually uh, caught a number of them, monitoring sites, scoping out potential targets here in New York City. So we have to constantly be on our guard, and that's in addition to all the new immigrants who come in that are not being vetted at all. And ICE, I think ICE is absolutely essential, yet there's nobody better than the NYPD, but they need the FBI. They need ICE. They need all of the forces working together to stop this threat. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million
0: Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. So I sat there for an hour and a half yesterday, literally, waiting for this uh, imbecile to come on and tell us um, what the United States plan was, you know. And he walked out, and, I mean, he couldn't look older. I mean, there's nothing intimidating about this man. I mean, I felt badly for him. He's like 80, and he looks like he's 90. You know, he walks very, very slowly. His back is arched. He walks out like Frankenstein. His eyes are all slit. He still mumbles and stubbles his way through every speech. And I listened, and, you know, for people giving the president credit for backing Israel, that is ridiculous. Of course he's going to do that. Anybody would do that. That's the easy part. I wanted to hear a man in charge, a leader, who was going to instill fear into Iran and Hamas and all these groups. And the highlight of his speech, which is two words, not one, was don't. Never mentioned Iran once. Anybody, anybody who thinks that was an effective speech by the biggest leader in the world yesterday is a moron. How about that?
1: No, listen, he, uh, first of all, by not mentioning Iran, that was a a terrible mistake. He should have said, well, it's Hamas. Hezbollah, Iran, anyone at all involved, as far as, as far as we're concerned, they're enemies of the United States, and actions going to be. But I see, but I know why but also, he didn't.
0: I, I know why he didn't mention Iran because he's a coward, and if he mentions Iran, then he's got to deal with. Well, wait a second. If you think Iran was part of this, why would you give him six billion dollars? Why would you not enforce and and not even? You know, or make sure that the sanctions on the oil are in place. So when they made a ton of money, they didn't they didn't use this six billion dollars. You know that it's true. They didn't they didn't need it. Joe Biden has allowed Iran to make so much money the last Uh, couple of years. Right. So he do not want to answer those questions. That's a coward.
1: Also, Sid, I thought it was wrong for him to put this downturn on it saying uh, Israel's been horribly attacked, all these terrible atrocities, but they have to fi- uh, you know, follow the rules of law, of, of war. I mean, what is the purpose of bringing that up now? Uh, somehow implying that Israel is the same as Hamas, that uh, you know, have to make sure that Israel follows the rules, even though Hamas doesn't. There's, there's a time and place for all of that. But the fact is, after Pearl Harbor, we didn't go out and say, you know, let's attack Japan and make sure we do it the right way. You do what you have to do to win. And you don't start putting negative restraints on people, Great. certainly not publicly at, at a time like this when there's so many people being decapitated yeah. and killed and tortured.
0: You know, it's, funny, you know, it's funny you say that because uh, I'm going to go back live to Jerusalem in about 10 minutes. The guy's terrific, Alex Trayman. But I had a lady on this morning, 6.30 this morning, live in Jerusalem. She's a big deal. She's on Hannity's show all the time. Her name is Caroline Glick, and she pointed that out. She said, hold on a second, folks, I got bad news for you. This is a war of annihilation. It's not about land. These animals went into our neighborhoods unprovoked, and murdered, and raped, and slaughtered, and cut the heads off of forty babies. This is not the time for restraint. She said the same exact
1: thing. Yeah, well, then I, I agree with her. I mean, this is this is serious stuff. This is you know we can be on your show and kid around. We can enjoy ourselves in life. We go to baseball games and boxing matches and everything else. The fact, oh, you can go to, you know, have a great dinner. The fact <laughs> is, there's life and death right now. This is time we have to take a time out from fun and address this seriously. Maybe we come back to having a good time in a few days or really? Right now, there are dead bodies, there are young kids, there are people being held hostage, their families are suffering because of evil people. It's Hamas, it's Hezbollah, it's Iran, it's everyone, ISIS. You can go to uh, uh, Al Qaeda, uh, all these terrorist groups, Islamist terrorist groups, and I. Don't always agree with Curtis. The one thing he's saying now about everyone standing with Israel, and in a few weeks, this is going to start to die down. That's my concern. After 9-11, everyone was saying we got to be more aggressive. we got to monitor. we got to make sure this never happens again. And then we spent the next five years doing the NYPD and the, and the feds for, you know, for monitoring the Muslim community too closely. Right. And you know we went on defense. I mean, they, they held uh, rallies against me in Times Square when I was doing the radicalization hearings. So I think Israel's got to move quickly. they got to get it as much done as quickly as they can before this whole counter movement comes in, talking about all the poor dead Hamas people, all the dead civilians in Gaza. I mean, it's terrible. Please.
0: Uh, Did you ever do any – did you do when you were with Homeland Security? Were you involved ever, Peter, in any hostage stuff? What are are your thoughts on that situation?
1: Again, I hate to sound cold, and if it was my son, daughter, or grandchildren over there, I'd say do whatever you have to do to save them. The fact is Israel has to look at the big picture. And I think it's inevitable. Some of those hostages, maybe many of them, are going to be killed. Yeah. You can't allow Agreed. Hamas to be killing thousands of people and then putting up human shields to prevent retaliation. they right. well, dictate terrible, terms. But it's heartless, but we have to do it.
0: Well, dictate terms. I mean, if they think you know, they only yeah. took these hostages because they, they, they know their leverage, they don't care about them. You cannot allow them oh to God, dictate no. terms, which is terrible. You're right. You know, uh, I do want to move to the speaker conversation, though. I know you heard Nancy yeah. Mace on with me an hour ago. Uh, she prefers Jim Jordan. Trump prefers Jim Jordan. Do you have a preference tonight, Peter?
1: I would probably lean toward uh, Steve Scalise, but I'm not certain you're going to see much progress. I was talking to Anthony Gasposito this morning, and he was saying at last night's meeting, everyone was you know, really going at it. They have not come up with a consensus. And remember, there was a consensus for Kevin McCarthy at 96%. I mean, even the Soviet Union, they don't get much better elections, than they you know, didn't get much better elections than that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how they're going to get to a 100%. And that's what you're going to have to have now. We're down to, I think, a three- or 4 vote majority. And uh, so I'm, I'm not hopeful. Again, I don't want to be negative. I'm not down there. I'm not feeling it. i talking to J. Sposino this morning. Uh, he seemed very down. He's a pretty optimistic guy, usually. But he just sees the party divided right now. Mm. And how do you get to 100%? And uh, Jim Jordan and Scalise, from, again, from what I understand, uh some people on both sides were locked in against them no matter what in the past we didn't have that I mean, you know we would have these inter-party elections and we would even if the guy won by two or three votes you won then when it went to the house floor that's the one we all supported now that you have this veto power by people like matt gates that's why it was so dangerous what was done last week i mean we, we we right now you know when you have a war we have something going on like this they have to call it a gang of four you have the Minority leader, you have the speaker, you have the uh, majority leader in the Senate, minority leader in the Senate, sit down with the president and all of the top intelligence people. We have no one there. There's no Republicans sitting at that table from the House side. It's the one body of government we control, and we can't even have somebody sitting at the table because we – basically uh, don't exist right now. The House representatives can't pass anything. They can't do anything. And they have no one who can represent the House in important negotiations or talks.
0: Not even a budget. Not even a budget here, Peter. So on the way out, I know we said we're not joking around much these days. And we're not. I I know I'm not. I've been pretty upset the last couple of days, obviously. But I know Melissa Zim, our uh, mutual friend, your driver, Melissa, is still upset about the car. But I want you to hear this. I just got a text from Joseph Aboud, and it read... We need more brave politicians like Peter King.
1: Wow, that's your first. I, I think Joseph Wood is great. I really appreciate that. It means a lot coming from him. That doesn't make Melissa many happen. <laughs> She's a tough, unyielding person, so i got to put up with her. Okay? A poor husband, Lance, he really has to put up with her. He's going to be coming after you if you don't work this out with Joseph Wood. I'm warning you. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Blue, to what
0: he said. Uh, I will. I know Lance is a tough guy. Uh, Peter, you're always great. I mean, seriously, I, your intelligence, uh, you know so much about politics, about intelligence, security. You are so valuable for, to me on this program, and I love you as a person, too. So thank you so much, Peter.
1: Thank you, Sid. Thank you very
0: much. God bless you. That's the great Peter King, ladies and gentlemen.